Welcome to Access Your Leadership, where we share inspiring career stories and talk about ways you can level up your own leadership potential. I'm your host and coach, Akeem Lockdar, and today I'm here with my friend, Nicole Miller. Nicole is the CEO of Work Creative Brand Strategy, a marketing and branding firm that puts companies, their products, other services front and center. Hey, Nicole. So great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, nice to have you. And this is like a little impromptu. Very, a little impromptu, very impromptu. Yeah, we were were just catching up because I don't think we've caught up in 2024 yet. And I was thinking, well, if we're going to sit here and catch up, I want to hear the catch up in a recording. Let's put it into a podcast episode. So let's just record. You're like, you want to record? I was like, yeah, let's go. I love it. I love it. Thank you for being game. You always are. We'll just have a casual conversation, but I do like to start off most episodes when I'm in conversation with someone with a leadership win. So what's something for you that you consider a leadership win in terms of self-leadership or within your business or your personal life? Yeah. So this is not hard for me to answer because it's authentic. And right when you had asked me the question, I know exactly what it is, but it's um, my life, leading my life. I've had a lot of change in the last eight to 12 months of my life. And I think with change, we've got an opportunity to take a look at it and decide what we're going to do with it. If we're going to if we're going to crumble or if we're going to rise above. And I feel like the the decisions and choices that I have made for my life have been fantastic wins. Mm, That's so good. I I like that you're acknowledging that. And I like that you're celebrating that too. I was just telling you how I was doing that training in Miami. Yeah. And we were talking about differentiating between self-awareness and self-leadership and how self-awareness isn't actually enough. And I I did an episode about self-awareness and how important it is, but actually self-awareness is like knowing that sometimes you interrupt when you're in a group of people. Mm-hmm. The self-leadership piece is knowing that you interrupt and doing something about it. Yes. I love that. That's a great distinction. And what you're talking about is sort of recognizing these changes, you know, the evolution of your own life, and then actually realizing like, okay, like I'm conscious of what's going on. And I'm going to channel my energy into doing something with it. You bring up such a good point because as I have gone through some of the changes that I've gone through in my life, I have had more time to actually be self-aware, right? Paying attention to the things that I've done in life just because it's always what I've done. Being an employee of another company because that's what I know. For 28 years, I was always an employee of somebody else's company and I had to really be self-aware to go, why have, why have I been doing that? Because I know what my gifts and talents are. And I was choosing not to use those and being an employee of somebody else. And so now I get to lead my life, not just be aware of my behaviors and the choices that I've made, but I get to lead my life and say, I have been doing that and I don't want to do that anymore. And so now I have stepped into, you know, my own company making, you know, doing my own thing. So you bring up such a great distinction. It is one thing to be self-aware and truly understand who you are as a person and why you make the decisions that you make. Is it habit? Are you even aware of the decisions that you make? And then taking action about it, right? And being like, yeah, I do do that. And I'm going to do something different about it. Yeah. Yeah. How does that serve me, right? How does that serve the vision that I have for what I'm capable of or what I want to create? That's so true. And the people around me. Yeah. Well, absolutely. That's that. I, I feel like we could do a whole episode on surrounding yourself with the right people. I used to joke when I first started this entrepreneurial journey, they would say like, well, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend your time with. And I was like, all right, so that's my wife. 
my five-year-old twin boys and my lovely but aging parents like no yes. I, I mean I need to surround myself with a network of people that's going to elevate me and again these are loving supportive people I have in my life thank god I have them yeah I also feel like as we start to develop ourselves as a business owner as a solo entrepreneur it's so important to surround ourselves with the right people. So I like that you mentioned that. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because it would be so easy to, but I actually want to, because we were talking about it, which is what prompted me to say, hey, let's hit record. You were starting to tell me, if you don't mind, just sort of recapping, what's transpired? What has moved you into being fully out on your own now? Because I've been noticing all of your stuff online. It just looks beautiful. It's presenting so well. It's got such great energy. Clearly you're putting your time and effort into that. And how's that all come to be? Yeah, well, thank you for acknowledging that. I think when you're doing something that you're supposed to be doing, when you're in your purpose, that stuff comes easy to Mm. create. I'm not a designer. I'm not a graphic designer. Thank God there's Canva and I have a little bit of creativity and I know from my soul what I want the message to be and I'm able to create something. So that makes it easy to be able to create it because I know it's where I'm supposed to be and I'm happy that it shows through. So to answer your question, um, it has been a, a year full of change. I shared with you that in October I was laid off from my position at CW driver. And at the same time I was going through a divorce. So those two things combined, I think that's enough. I don't know that anything else needed to be happening in my life at that time, but um, you know, losing a job, which I had never I had never been fired from a job. I had never been laid off. I've worked for companies for years and years and years. I was with Wells Fargo for 17. I was with Corey for eight. You know, I got to be at CW driver for a couple. Um, But that alone, I think is enough to make somebody question themselves. Right. And then coupled that with going through a divorce, my family dynamic changed. Everything had changed. So I took that as an opportunity to say, and I shared with you, Hakeem, that I had work, which is the company that I have, the branding company that I run. Um, I had had that and I was just dabbling on the side with it because I was always working for somebody else. And so when I was let go from CW Driver, I just had to sit down with myself and I just had to say, what is it that you want to create? What is it that you feel most purposeful in? I think we can be passionate about a lot of things, but I think really being in your purpose is a different Mm. thing. And I think that's where people, um, it's not about me, but it's where people around me get to get the gifts that I'm supposed to be giving out in this world. So when I'm standing to my purpose, I'm able to be doing that. So I said, you know what, I'm going to take the risk and I'm going to, I'm going to go all in in myself and I'm going to make this thing happen. And I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know if it's going to work. I didn't know anything, but I just said, this is what I'm going to do. And I think God works in magnificent ways. And I was able to get a contract right away that I said, okay, so here it is, right? Like I stepped out, you got to step out to find out. And I did. And it just, ever since then, it has been a very natural thing to grow my company. And it's exciting. It's scary sometimes, right? Yeah. As you know, you're a business owner. (laughs) I like how you said though, that, that purpose is different than passion. I almost think as I was hearing you explain it, being clear on your purpose and, and operating from that place, it almost breeds the passion, right? It does for sure. I think we can be passionate about a lot of things. I'm passionate about 
working out. I mean, if fitness has always been part of my life, but I'm not going to be a Peloton instructor. I don't think that's my calling, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My calling and my purpose in this life is to inspire and influence others. I've gone through some challenging things in my entire life, not just the last 12 months. My entire life has been stacked with challenge. And I think it's been on purpose for my purpose. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I love that. So when you're thinking about that, even in just the most recent examples that you gave, you said that was kind of heavy enough to sort through and process. What kept you from just curling up into a ball and binge watching something on TV and sitting there on the couch and just checking out? What compelled you to say, no, this is an opportunity. And, and yes, this could be challenging. Yes, there's some disruption here. Yeah, there's some things for me to work through a process, but that's not going to stop me from being the great person that I am. Yeah. I mean, I did do the binge watching thing for a minute, right? <laughs> I think, I think it's important to take a minute to process yeah. when we go through difficult times, right? Cause I think you can it easily, we could just move on to the next, especially yeah. in relationships, right? Like yeah. I went through a divorce. It could be easy to just move on to the next. And then none of that healing really happens. Same thing with a job. Like I've been in the corporate environment for 29 years of my life. So there's some healing that had to be done, right? I was let go from my position. So there's Mm. healing that had to be done. So to acknowledge that that had to be done, I had to sit on my couch for a few days and, you know, pull the sheets over my head and just wallow in my, Mm. you know, the negative, but you can't do that for long. You've got to stand up and you've got to figure out what's next. And I think that when you take the time to really get clear about what it is that you want to do in this world, who you want to be in this world, how you want to show up for people. And if you're really going to stand in the gifts and talents that you have, if you're super clear about that, the rest of it doesn't matter. You just decide like, this is what I'm going to do. This is how this is going to work out. There's no other option for me. It's me And it's my daughter, right? Like I'm it. I don't have a spouse to be able to support me. There's no backup plan. Like I am the backup plan. Mm. So that alone is enough for me to say, I can't stop. There's no stopping for me. I've got a nine-year-old watching every move that I make and I'll leave this place. And she will be able to look back and say, my mom was the strongest woman that I knew, right? She taught me how to lead my life. She taught me how to inspire people, how to influence people. She taught me that, yes, there's some really hard times in life, but you stand up and you brush it off and you keep moving. Yeah. And I mean, what a beautiful example to set, Nicole. And I really appreciate and and I hope that my joking about curling up into a ball and binge watching Netflix (laughs) wasn't wasn't dismissive. (laughs) I wasn't joking about it to be dismissive. It's actually the fact that you can acknowledge how valuable that time is. Because you use the word wallowing and yeah, that's sort of the way I was jokingly describing it, but there's no part of that that makes me feel like there was even a wallowing that was happening. It was actually a processing, a healing, like you said, a a time that you were showing yourself a bit of grace, a bit of compassion and saying, yeah, this is not something that I just kind of want to brush off and bounce from just sort of willy nilly and not use this as a teaching moment, as a moment to, to gain more clarity. And you did that. And I wonder where did you learn <laughs> to develop that? Um, my mom, mm. I'm guessing that those, that skill set or just that behavior in general came from my mom. My mom is an extremely, she's actually here. So it's funny that you asked the oh, question. So nice. She's here from Minnesota. Um, and she too had some challenges in her life that as kids, my brother and I, 
we watched her go through, you know, some of the same and if not worse, the challenges that she went through. And she had such a, like a resiliency about her. And for us as kids, it was like, it, she never really skipped a beat. Right. And so I think as I was growing up, I watched my mom be a single mom raising two kids and she did a fantastic job and we weren't easy. Like we were just talking stories the other night about, you know, all of the crazy crap that my brother and I put her through. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she did everything so gracefully and she did everything. She just kept it very like, sometimes it gets hard and you just keep going one foot in front of the other. So to answer your question, I think that my mom is where I learned it from. I think that I learned a lot from her growing up and it's helped me to be able to cope with life because sometimes life is ugly, right? And we have a choice. We can allow it to continue to be ugly and, you know, be a victim of our circumstances, or we can decide that we're going to lead our our own lives. We're going to be the ones that set the tone for our lives. And it's just always been a part of me and anything that I've ever done, I feel like, you know, where some people might crumble and be the person that ends up curled up not in front of Netflix, but maybe on the street. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I've, I've just, it's in me. I've the way I was made. <laughs> and now you're modeling that for your daughter, which I think is, yeah. is really pretty poetic. When you talk about being laid off from a job and I had a similar circumstance where I was ready to transition. I was sort of putting it out there into the universe. I knew that this was a direction that I had been wanting to go for a very long time. And I find myself sitting in conversation with the Dean at the time about how this position really wasn't going to go all that far. And where do we go from here? And I was like, I don't think we need to go anywhere. I think we've sort of reached our end and it was, it sort of forced my hand. Right. Yeah. And then it, it, put me in a position to sink or swim maybe, or to kind of pull the trigger on something that I had been, like you were saying, dabbling in. Yeah. But I knew that I I ultimately wanted to put my whole heart into. But one thing that I think about when you're talking about the lessons that your mom taught you and the lessons that you're instilling in your own daughter, and then that healing time, it's so easy to lose a job or an opportunity or a relationship and have that define you, you know, to tell you something new about yourself that doesn't serve you. Mm. And I think that what you're saying, and I'm hearing is that your mom certainly had this, you certainly have this, this really strong sense of self. Oh yeah. It's interesting that you say that. Uh Uh-huh. I wonder how much of that you're conscious of and how that's played into what you're building, what you're going to build in the years to come. Yeah. I mean, so it's interesting that you say that. I don't know if you've seen some of my posts recently, but the hashtag self-talk. So I'm writing a book right now on the conversations that we have with ourselves and how it impacts our lives. And I have, I'm sure there's conversations that I have with myself that I'm unaware of, Mm. but I'm very aware of how I talk to myself and I'm very aware of how that impacts my life. I'm very aware. Like if I have a conversation with myself that I know isn't going to serve me, like you were just talking about, mm. you we have you have to cancel that thought 
as fast as it comes in so that you can have a thought that actually serves you. Yeah. I don't even know what your question was. I was just so yeah. taken. I was taken by that. You said self because my book is self-talk. Yeah. I love, I love this. Cause the, w- let's play here in a space. Cause I think this okay. is so cool because uh, my best friend, he and I have been talking and he's, he's like got this new mantra for himself where it's like cancel, cancel, cancel. And like, literally he'll say like cancel, cancel, cancel. Whenever he finds himself allowing for that negative self-talk, And then that mastermind that I was telling you about that I had attended uh, yesterday evening, we were sitting there and one of the individuals was sharing a bit of her story. And she said something like, well, you know, I have these time robbers. And I was like, oh, interesting. Tell me more about that. And she was like, you know, things that rob my time. And I said, be conscious of language and the way that we speak. I mean, I know we're speaking here in a group, but this is likely the way you talk to yourself. And the implication there is that someone is taking the time from you. Someone is robbing you of that time. Something is robbing you of that time versus you being in control and giving it away. And I asked the question, are you giving it away or is it being stolen from you? And she was like, oh man, you got me. I'm really giving it away. And it was just this moment where she realized how I talked to myself. And she was saying, well, you know, there are things I realize I have to, I'm just gonna have to force myself to do it. And I was like, okay, think about that language. You know, are you gonna show up as your whole self if you're forcing yourself to do something, even though you know it's valuable? Or do you wanna reframe that into, I can see the value in doing this in order for me to get to where I wanna go. And she was like, oh, I like this language so much better. I was like, so just be mindful of that language. And that's exactly what you're talking about. So cool. Yeah. And good for her that she's in the space that she's in because there's so much opportunity for her to transform Mm. into something different. Right. And now being aware of how she's actually speaking to herself and there's an undertone of like victimization, right? Like somebody stealing something from me and now I have to, right. So that victim mentality, you know, shifting that around for her will be super powerful, but yes, Mm -hmm. our self-talk is incredibly powerful and what it does to our brains and our bodies I've done a ton of research on that, which has been mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. Um, It's powerful. It's very powerful. It is. Your mind is a powerful tool. And and it's amazing. And I think, you know, I I think it's like a a biblical verse, but I heard it in the context of self-leadership about how your tongue is a rudder and how we choose to speak steers us in the direction that we ultimately are going to take ourselves. So if we're talking to ourselves in a negative way or we're doubting certain opportunities or people or whatever it might be, it starts to condition our mind to believing that's true, even though we may have just felt that because we didn't have breakfast this morning or we had a a poor night of sleep or something like that. And we slip and we communicate in a way with ourselves and then that ends up impacting the whole rest of our day or the whole rest of our week or this relationship with a client or whatever it might be. So And everyone around us. Yeah. Totally. Right. And exactly. it is biblical. It's uh, the power of a tongue speaks uh, life or death, right? The Bible basically is saying to speak life, speak life into yourself and speak yeah. life into others. And yeah, I mean, I could I talk know. about self-talk I forever. I know. And I think you're right, though. I think what I really like is how you acknowledge, and I, I shared this with the woman I was speaking to last night about just that simple shift, that simple acknowledgement is going to open up so much for her. She's going to catch herself now in these moments and be like, no, 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 no. Why am I talking to myself that way? Yeah. What's happening around me that's causing me to go in that direction, talking to myself? Nobody's telling me that. And in this training that I was telling you about that I did with this company in Miami earlier this week. Yeah. One of the topics was inner critic. 
And it's this, uh-huh. idea, this idea of the voice that, you know, judges us and compares us. And, you know, when we were younger, it used to keep us safe. And now it's transformed into having us play small or yeah, it holds you, you back. Know, yeah. And the distinction that we were, we were telling these leaders who were part of this training to make is if your inner voice is telling you, you know, you're a terrible public speaker recognizing that you're not a terrible public speaker. It's actually the voice in your head telling you that you ought to think you're a public speaker. And when you can make the distinction that it's just this voice that maybe came from a third grade teacher or a relative that told you that one time when you were telling a story, when you were a kid, I mean, who knows? But if you can make the distinction between what you know is actually true Mm-hmm. And what's just kind of the inner voice or, you know, again, like I said, you didn't have breakfast or you're feeling tired or you're run down and you're just kind of lazily communicating. You can actually start to stop that negative self-talk and shift into a much more positive place. And allow your whole self to believe a new story yeah. about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I was so excited to hit record because you were starting to tell me exactly that. Like, I'm creating a story for myself that is very aligned with who I am. Yeah. Very aligned with my purpose. And now I want to go out there and do it. So I'm just so curious, like, what are you excited about doing in the year ahead now that you've got your whole heart into your business? Yeah, I'm excited. So I'm, I'm, I think I shared with you earlier that I'm in the middle of a rebrand right now, which is mm. just going to be me. It's going to be me because that's what I am offering people is to be able to listen to the insight that I have to share and the influence that I know that I get to make on people. So I think launching this book will be a very big thing for me because everything that I've done the last 10 years has been all around construction because that's in my platform, which has been fantastic. I've had yeah. a great time. But I am shifting more into what we're talking about, which is the self-talk and how people can truly get themselves out of the conversations that aren't serving them because it's their choice. It's completely a choice. And whatever we tell ourselves, that's what our body is going to believe. So taking that as my new platform and launching the book is one, you know, that's exciting. I don't know if you've written a book, Hakeem, but that's one exciting. This is my second book, but my first book was very much around the world of construction, which I'm still in construction. I have clients in construction and I will continue to, but taking what I have learned over the last 28 years, right? All of the things that have stacked up for me in the last, my mom and I were just talking about this. Like everything that has happened has happened for this moment Mm. for me to be able to launch my new book on something that's meaningful and purposeful to me that will be able to support other people in their lives, you know, and taking that to the stage. I've always had this conversation with myself or it's not even a conversation about if I suck or not. It's more about like, do you ever watch people and they're doing what you know you're supposed to be doing? Yeah. And then you're just mad because you're like, why am I not standing on that stage? So that's my next leap is to get more into public speaking because that is where I belong. I belong in the realm of supporting people in creating the lives that they're supposed to be living, not the story that they've been telling themselves for the last however many years. Yeah. And that alone- Thank you, Hakeem. That alone, I mean, with those two things, and then, you know, this is a new life for me because I get to spend time with my daughter Mm -hmm. anytime I want to. And she's the most important person to me. So creating this new brand of Nicole Miller is one thing. The book, getting on stage, maybe some workshops. I don't know. Maybe you and I can hash it out and see what it looks like. You can stretch me into some things. Yeah. 
And then I'm just really excited to be Bella's mom and to be present for her and to be able to do the things that I've always wanted to do with her all of these years, but I've been tied up in my job. Nicole, every time you and I talk, you always show up very bright and shiny and you've got great energy. And even with that, there is something different about you today. As we're talking, I can just feel it and I can see it. And you, I mean, you haven't stopped smiling since we got on the call. <laughs> you just feel lighter. You feel, you feel like you're the way I described it when I moved 100% into my business, doing what I'm meant to do, doing what I love to do is I used to describe it as like, I feel like I'm home. Uh, that's funny. Cause as you were saying that my response to you, Hakeem is that I am me. Yeah. This is me. Yeah. I get to be me. So refreshing. Yeah. And I just think that you get to choose your every day based on that, knowing that. Oh, and yeah. that's really exciting. And I, I love the fact that you've been able to share some of this with me and I'm mindful of time. I know you've got some things going on this afternoon, but I'm I'm going to include some of the links in the podcast show notes so that people can find you. But where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you and they want to learn more about the book you wrote before and the book that's coming out and get to see all of your amazing Canva content and, and just learn more <laughs> my about My graphic you. designs. I know. All my graphic designs. I'm impressed. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You don't even know how much that means. But yes, <laughs> on LinkedIn, Nicole Miller, you can find me there. Uh, that's, I mean, of course I'm on Instagram. I don't have Facebook, but um, LinkedIn is the place. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. Like I said, this was super last minute and I was hoping that you'd be game and I kind of knew you would be. So I appreciate you playing Always. along. And yeah. this will be the first of many. You've had me on your podcast. Now I can say I've had you on mine and we'll uh, we'll keep the collaborations going. We'll so, keep doing it. Yeah, yeah you're so great. I appreciate Thank you, it. Yeah. As always, I'd love to hear from you about the episode. What came up for you as you think about leveling up your leadership game? And please, if you enjoyed the episode, I encourage you to like and subscribe. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me on LinkedIn at Hakeem A. Lockdar or at LockdarCoaching.com. Thanks for tuning in. Keep being great. And we'll see you next time.